My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm going to talk to you about doing things decently and in order. I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But right now I'm on Palace Square in St. Petersburg in front of the Winter Palace. The Winter Palace was the Winter Palace for the Romanov family who were the rulers of Russia for 300 years. Inside this palace is a magnificent church, which is called the Great Church of the Winter Palace. It was closed for years and years and years because it was under reconstruction, but today it is once again open, and my friend, it is fabulous beyond belief. The ornamentation, the decorations, and the walls are covered with more than 11 pounds of gold. The entire interior simply glistens in the light that streams through the windows. It is magnificent. In fact, it nearly leaves a spectator breathless. But today, it is a working church. There's a priest. There's a full liturgy that takes place inside the church of the Winter Palace. Everything in that church is done decently and in order. And likewise, God has a way of doing things decently and in order. Even when there's a wild Holy Ghost meeting, there's order to it and things are to be done decently. You might say, well, what does it mean to do something decently and in order? Well, that's a big question because every person has a different opinion about what it means to do something decently and in order. If you're a Pentecostal, you have one view. If you're a Baptist, you have another view. If you're a Lutheran, you have another view. What is God's view of what it means to do things decently and in order when it comes to the subject of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? That is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. Thank you so much for spending these moments with me today. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 40 to examine what Paul really meant when he said everything in church is to be done decently and in order. This is such an important verse for you to understand. If you misunderstand this verse, it will create confusion for you. So stay with me all the way to the end of today's program as we look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. Let all things be done decently and in order. And of course, we're talking about the manifestation of spiritual gifts. And Paul says the manifestation of spiritual gifts should be carried out decently and in order. What in the world does that mean? Well, we're going to find out. But I want you to order my whole series, which is called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. My friend, this is just filled to overflowing with revelation about the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, how you can partner with the Holy Spirit for the gifts of the Spirit to operate in your life and in your church 
All of that is in this series. My friends, we need a move of the Holy Spirit in the church. Say amen. I know you believe that, and I know that your heart is crying out to see a move of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to order this series today. Listen to it. Really take this teaching down deep inside you. And remember that it comes with a study guide. And when you read it, while you hear it or see it, it really strengthens the teaching deep within you. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's very rare that I write a smaller book. This is a smaller book. It's a very fast read, but every single page from the first page to the last page is just filled with a revelation and insight about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It will encourage you. I want you to order yours today. The back of the book says, are you hungry? to know and experience more of the supernatural workings of the Holy Spirit in your life. This book will help you to understand those workings of the Holy Spirit and how they can operate in you, in your Bible study, in your church. God wants us to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So order yours today. And by the way, you can order all of these by going online or by giving us a call right now. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, a partner is somebody who regularly financially supports this work so we can take this teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. Jesus told us in the Great Commissions, go into all the world and teach all nations. That's what we're doing. We're called to take the water of God's Word to people that are so thirsty for truth. That is our call. But Denise and I are doing it today because of partners that enable us with their finances to take this teaching around the world. And the moment you become a partner, we'll welcome you into our partner family by sending you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. I'm not prophesying a combat zone to you. I know you're probably already in the midst of some kind of battle. This book is designed to help you know how to survive, thrive, and overcome in the midst of difficult situations, and it is dedicated to partners, and that's why we always send this book to people who become a part of our partner family. And please remember that if you need prayer, you can call us right now or send us your email. And the moment your email shows up in our inbox or the phone rings and we get your call, we're going to begin to release our faith for God to respond to your need and to whatever is on your heart. The Bible tells us in Matthew 18, 19, if any two of you will agree as touching anything, I will do it. We will get into agreement with you for God to answer your need, to move in your life, and God will move. That's what Jeremiah 33, 3 says. Call unto me, and I'll show you great and mighty things. We'll call out to God with you in faith, and God will really do great and mighty things on your behalf. But let us know how to pray for you. But hey, reach for your Bible. Today we're going to return to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. And today we're looking at the need to do things decently and in order. What in the world does that mean? Well, we're going to find out. But let's begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, where Paul's writing to the Corinthians. And he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. That verse is totally amazing to me. Because when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, Paul has already told us this church came behind in no gift 
of the Holy Spirit in their midst. They were overflowing. They were teeming with spiritual manifestations. Yet with all of their experience and all of their knowledge, he says, you need to know more. And in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And the word ignorant depicts those that are ignorant, those that simply don't know something. Sometimes it even carries the idea of a willful ignorance. And I want to say to you that today we're living in a time when it seems the gifts of the Holy Spirit have evaporated from most churches. Are they in manifestation in your church? Do you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in your life? We are not to be ignorant about spiritual gifts and spiritual manifestations. And sometimes people are willfully ignorant because they're afraid of the subject. They're afraid of how others might respond if we open the door and the gifts of the Holy Spirit begin to operate among us. But my friends, God did not give the gifts of the Holy Spirit to scare anybody away. The gifts of the Holy Spirit bring the supernatural reality of Jesus to the church. And Paul said to the Corinthians, who already knew so much about spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual manifestations. And likewise, my friends, we are not supposed to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. We are to understand them and to know how to partner with them. And when you come to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40, Paul gives his only rule about the manifestation of spiritual gifts. This is his only rule. Listen to what he says. Let all things be done decently and in order. Notice the first part of the verse says, let all things be done, which is Paul's affirmation that we are to let all the gifts of the Holy Spirit be in manifestation. Don't worry about having too many manifestations of the Holy Spirit's gifts. Most churches and most people do not have that problem. Paul says, let all things be done. You can do all of it. You can make room for all of it. My only rule is that you let all things be done decently and in order. What do those words, decently and in order, mean? Well, those words, decently and in order, mean a variety of different things to different folks. What is acceptable to one group may be considered outrageous and offensive to another group. And what is deemed as holy and sacred and sweet to one group may be viewed to another group as being dull and boring and monotonous. We have to understand there are many, many opinions about what is right, what is decent, what is in order in church, because the body of Christ is made up of many different sectors. The body of Christ has Catholics, it has the Orthodox, the Baptists, Episcopalian, Methodists, Pentecostals, Charismatics, and depending on what group you are from, it may flavor what you believe is right and wrong about what is done in church or what you believe is done decently and in order. We're all affected by our past denominational backgrounds. And it shouldn't surprise us that Christians have differing opinions about what is decently and in order. Mm. And it also should not surprise us that everybody seems to believe that their form of worship and their opinions about what is decently and in order is correct. So since there are so many opinions, we have to ask who is right and who is wrong. What does it mean to do things decently and in order? Let me give you an example. You may be from a church background that was rather loud. You clapped, you shouted, you danced, you had drums, 
lots of noise in your worship, and to you, that's the way church really ought to be done. Or you may be from a more traditional church that sang hymns and had organ music, and that's what you're accustomed to, and to you, that is the way church ought to be done. Well, the truth is, there are appropriate moments for very loud, boisterous services, and there are appropriate moments when services should be quiet and more sacred. It all depends on the moving of the Holy Spirit. But when you come to the New Testament and Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, which is specifically a chapter dedicated to the management of spiritual gifts in a service, Paul just gives one basic rule that we are to follow when it comes to how many gifts should be in manifestation in the church and how they should be manifest. And Paul says, here it is, 1 Corinthians 14:40, let all things be done decently and in order. But please, my friend, note the first part of the verse, let all things be done. Paul was for all of it, do it all. Make room for all of it. He says, just with this one stipulation, let it all be done decently and in order. Well, what does the word decently and the words in order mean? Well, first, let's begin with the word decently. The word decently is the Greek word which depicts something that is done honorably or respectably. Something that is done properly as opposed to something that is done improperly. And this word decently is translated as the word honestly in Romans 13, 13 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12. So let's look at both of those verses. In Romans 13, 13, Paul says, let us walk honestly. That's the same word translated decently in 1 Corinthians 14, 40. And notice how he uses it in this verse. Let us walk honestly, or you could translate it decently as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy or rioting, drunkenness, chambering, wantonness, strife, envy, all of this is disorder. It is inappropriate behavior. And the word honestly, which could be translated decently in this verse, carries the idea of living respectfully, living culturally, being polite of others, doing things properly, as opposed to doing things improperly, which means we are to be proper, we're to be polite, we're to be cultured. Which means even in church, when the Holy Spirit is moving in a very rowdy way, He's not rude. You can be loud, you can boisterous, you can be rowdy and still do it very properly in a very spiritually cultural way. Then when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12, Paul says that ye may walk honestly. That word honestly is the same word translated decently in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, which means in this verse you could translate it, that ye may walk decently toward them that are without. And again, it carries the idea of doing something honorably or respectfully, doing something properly as opposed to improperly. It really pictures us being cultured with others, being polite, being proper. Now, friends, listen. We need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. But whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do in a church service will be done decently. We have to remember that God is a God of order. He is not rude. He is not lewd. He is very proper. God is very cultured himself. He is a God of order. And God always requires us to manifest spiritual gifts 
in a decent, cultured, proper, polite way. That's really what it means. But wait, then Paul goes on to say that all things are to be done decently and in order. In order is a translation of the Greek word taxis, and listen to what it means. It depicts something that is done in a fitting way or carried out according to order. It depicted the orderly way in which the Roman army erected their camps, indicating that their camps were orderly, organized, well-planned, and not hastily thrown together, but set up in an organized and thoughtful manner. This word order, the Greek word taxis, was used to picture people who were respectful, deferential, courteous, accommodating, well-mannered, and polite. That is so powerful. That is the Greek word taxis, which here is translated as the word order in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. Listen, it is the idea of something being done in a fitting way or something that is done according to order. The Jewish historian Josephus used this very word order, the Greek word taxis, when he recorded the orderly way in which the Roman army erected their camps, again, their camps were orderly, organized, well-planned, their commanders did not engage in last-minute planning, and their camps were not hastily thrown together. Rather, they were set up in an organized and thoughtful manner. Wow. But wait, there's something else. Josephus also uses this word order, the Greek word taxis, to describe the way the Essene Jews were respectful of others. The Essene Jews would wait until others were finished speaking before they'd take their turn to speak. And in Josephus' depiction of the Essene Jews, he used this word taxis to depict them as people who were respectful, deferential, courteous, accommodating, well-mannered, and polite. They did not interrupt each other. And when you take the words decently and in order and all these meanings together and put them together in a real good Greek translation, the RIV of 1 Corinthians 14.40 would be this. Let everything be done in a respectful, fitting, and proper manner that is organized, well-planned, respectful, well-mannered, and polite. Wow. This is so very powerful. A service can be quiet. A service can be loud. A service can be soft. A service can be bold. The important thing is that it is done properly and that it's done in order. Now again, the Holy Spirit can change the order, but even if He changes the order, the Holy Spirit is not going to bring confusion into any service. And if the Holy Spirit's gifts are going to be in manifestation, they're not going to interrupt one another that's just not the way that it works. And that is why the Apostle Paul gave us one simple rule in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40, that we should not do anything that's not decently and in order. And in fact, he gives us a very specific example. When you come to 1 Corinthians 14, verses 29 to 33, he says, let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. You see, we're talking about being proper and polite. For ye may all prophesy one by one, 
It's the equivalent of saying, do it all. All of you can do it. All of you can bring to the table what the Holy Spirit has given you, but you can do it one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. The spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints, which means you can control yourself. You don't have to interrupt somebody else or raise your voice above another. You don't have to steal the show or steal the attention. You can wait until the other gifts of the Holy Spirit are silent and then take your turn to speak. That's what it means to do things decently and in order. The Holy Spirit is very orderly in the way that He manifests, even if it's loud, even if it's boisterous, it will be done decently and in order because God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Paul simply asked that those who spoke by the Spirit would refrain from interrupting others before they were finished because the Holy Spirit is not impolite. That is an example of what Paul meant when he told us to do things decently and in order. Now, in most churches today, we don't even see the manifestation of spiritual gifts. It might even be okay to have some things done not decently and in order. At least something would be happening. I know you're crying out for the power of God and for the gifts of the Spirit to operate in your life and in your church. But my friends, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate among us, we have to make room for it to happen. If we don't make room for it to happen, it's not going to happen. And I'm a pastor, so I understand that we're making room for people. In our own church, we have multiple services because people are coming in, people are going out, we're trying to accommodate people, but so often we're focused on making room for people, but we don't make room for the Holy Spirit. We have to make room for the Holy Spirit to move among us, and Paul told us not to be ignorant about spiritual gifts and not to be afraid of them. My friends, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit can operate among us in a decent and orderly fashion. That is the command of Scripture and the only rule we're really given about how to manage the flow of spiritual manifestations. I'm out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you. Do you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit manifested in your church services? If not, where are they? Where did they go? If God wants the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in your church and in your life, how can you see them activated and realized in front of your own eyes? These are the important questions that Rick Renner answers in his 10-part series, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. In addition, Rick answers exactly what are the gifts of the Spirit? Are they really supposed to be active in every Christian's life? Is it possible to have too many spiritual gifts? What to do if the gifts have become dormant in your life or in your church? And why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This essential series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20. We also want you to get Rick's accompanying companion book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. This powerful, easy-to-read, 100-page book is only $10 and is loaded with easy-to-understand answers about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. By the time you're finished reading it, you'll understand that God wants the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in you and in every church. Wow, you'll be so thankful that you read this powerful book. Don't miss this special offer, the 10-part series, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the companion book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. When Denise and I began our ministry many decades ago, the Holy Spirit gave us Romans 10, 18, which says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. And in all of these decades, we've been doing our best to obey this mandate from heaven. And today, miraculously, we are reaching people clear to the very end of the earth. We're reaching people in the Russian-speaking world and millions of them. We're reaching people in the English-speaking world and large numbers of people are now reaching out to us for prayer, support, and resources. As a result of all of this growth, we need a new ministry home in Tulsa and we need to construct a new TV studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that will change people's lives. In Tulsa, we have no more room to grow, yet we're growing exponentially all day every day our pastoral partner care department is ministering to people from around the planet who are reaching out to us for prayer and support oh how i wish you could be there to hear the calls and see how people's lives are literally being changed and in moscow we are bursting at the seams as russian speakers from around the world are reaching out to us for prayer and for support. We're producing up to seven daily TV programs and we desperately need a larger studio to produce Bible teaching that people can trust that will change their lives. In both locations, in Tulsa and in Moscow combined, we need 50,000 square feet of new space so we can minister to the precious people God is bringing to us. And with the land, architectural plans, all furnishings, TV equipment, everything we need, the entire ministry expansion project comes to $120 a square foot. And friend, it's not about buildings. It's about having the space we need so we can effectively minister to the needs of people. We're told in Matthew 28, verse 19, go into all the world and teach all nations. That's what we're doing, but we need your help so we can do it more effectively. We need a new ministry home in Tulsa, and we need a new studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that people can trust. And I'm asking you today to ask the Holy Spirit if he wants you to be a part of the giving team to help us accomplish this expansion project. Ask him today, Holy Spirit, would you want me to be a part of this and do whatever he tells you to do as together we fulfill the great commission of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Today, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians 14:40, where the Apostle Paul says, let everything be done decently and in order. People focus on those last words, decently and in order, and they miss the first part of the verse that says, let everything be done. God wants the gifts of the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life. He wants them to manifest in your church. It was the equivalent of him saying, do it all. Let everything be done. Just do it decently and in order, which means don't be impolite when you're moving in spiritual manifestations. God is not the God of confusion, but of peace. God is a God of order. And even if a service is loud and boisterous and rambunctious, it will come with a divine order 
that is respectful of others. That's just the way that God moves. But hey, I'm offering you right now my entire series, which is called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is 10 parts. It is just filled with teaching and insight about the moving of the Holy Spirit, which I know you want in your life. And it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is a short read. You'll go through it very quickly, but by the time you're finished with the last page of this book, you will be equipped with knowledge and understanding about how you can partner in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I'm almost out of time, and I want to pray for you. But by the way, you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. But Father, I thank you that you've called us to move in spiritual gifts. You want each of us to experience the manifestation of the Spirit, and you've given these for the profit of the body of Christ. Help us to embrace them and to flow in them. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow, but please remember Ecclesiastes 8, 4, where the word of a king is, there is power.